People in communities have a lot of talent and ideas, but can't get financing. Despite of the efforts to provide small business financing in communities, it's just not reaching them. Why is that so? Well, this episode is particularly, particularly important because we provide you with lots of resources or information that provides you with the answers. How do you access small business financing? This is the episode for you. And just so you know, these are some of the questions that we will contend with in this episode. We will look at the types of business financing or loan options that's available to you. We will look at what do leaders, what do lenders look out for when we talk about uh, small business financing. We will look at why do lenders like to use personal credit score? And what is what of this revenue? Why do lenders like to look at revenues? What are the biggest hurdles when it comes to applying for a loan? What are the preparations before you apply for a loan? And we're going to be looking at other types of financing, such as, have you thought about investments? Or looking for investors? We will also look at what are the required documents that you need to have when thinking about financing? What is the loan what is the turnaround time for accessing loans after you've completed the application process? And how did the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, how did that change the way we do banking and how people access business loans and finance? How do they, or how does the online marketplace, or how did the online marketplace um, how does that, in accessing financing, how does that affect privacy and security? And of course, what are, what are the places we can go to access and secure loans and investments? Why is a business plan so important? How do you work with businesses? To, um, how, do, how do you work with um, businesses to help them qualify for a loan? How do, how do, how do lenders or lending institutions, how do they work with businesses such as SBA loans such, or, or Lendio? And if you're a startup, what do you need? What's the first thing you do when you have a business idea? And how do you get a business credit card or develop business reputation? How do you get financing for a franchise? Does it matter what type of company, LLC or C-Corp? What are the lending rates for, S for SBA financing? And is a down payment required? What do lenders like to see? And what is the difference between business loans and personal loans? And why would someone want to walk into a bank instead of using an online marketplace to access financing? Those are some of the questions we will consider in this particular um, podcast episode today. I'm telling you, it's, and we have, we have some of the folks at Lendio who will help us to, to distill and to explore some of these, 
some of these answers that we met with. We had a we had we we had a meeting and a conference and did a presentation with several business owners, and we discussed many of these issues and more. And just so you know, as it relates to what's the first thing you do when you have a business idea, you develop a presence. We will talk about that in this episode of the Neoliberal Round podcast. It is deep. It is exciting. And um, just so you know, just so you know. This episode of the Neoliberal Round podcast, this episode of the Neoliberal Round podcast is brought to you by our sponsors who I would like to give a shout out to. We're talking about advanced property analysis. Your real estate investing decisions made simple with this calculator, customizable and easy to use report generator, $5 for 30 days. And of course, you can access them by contacting HTTPS forward slash forward slash forward slash forward slash advanced property analysis dot seven eer dot net slash five bgwxo and of course also alaska airlines alaska airlines frequent flyer program partners with points to sell mileage plan mileage plan miles to its members whether they need more to book an award flight or are stocking up for the future frequent bonus discount offers add incentive to buy miles contact them today at alaska.ggco.net slash nkjw62 and of course hilton honors rewards the hilton honors program partners with points to sell honors points to its members whether they need more to book a hotel or are stocking up for future trips you may contact them today at hilton.ijrn.net slash dvmyjg and of course southwest airlines Southwest Airlines frequent flight program partners with points to sell rapid rewards points to its members. Whether they need more to book an award flight or are stocking up for future trips, you can contact them at swa.eyjo.net slash 2rezd7. And of course, IHG Rewards Club. IHG Rewards Club program partners with points to sell IHG reward points to its members. Contact them today at ihg.hmxg.net slash 2rebkm and of course Qatar Airways Privilege Club partners with points to sell mileage plus miles to its members whether they need more to book an award flight or are stocking up for future trips you can contact them today at qatarpts.pxf.io slash kegakv and then there is Club and Sticks they share a lot in common with our customers, okay? Clubandsticks.com. You can contact them today at clubsandsticks.7eer.net slash LP1AA3. And finally, Belkin USA. Belkin USA is the best of CES 2022 award winner. And of course, they are the number one selling third party of MagSafe chargers. Belkin USA. You can contact them at belkin.evyy.net slash rnyk4d. We thank our sponsors. And of course, the Ants Business Solutions, our partners, where you can access domains, web management, or if you need IT and hosting solutions, 
contact Ant Business Solutions today. We are the Neoliberal Corporation, serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. another episode of the Neoliberal Round podcast. And the Neoliberal Round podcast is about providing information. The Neoliberal, the, the Neoliberal Round is, uh, is a part of the Neoliberal Corporation and we're about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. And we are about communication and communicating we have oftentimes said is to make popular communication is to make popular what was the monopoly and we are a grassroots organization that's about providing information that's about dissecting the challenges in society looking at the issues of power and the interview that i had with uh with uh, 2024 presidential candidate John Castro was quite revealing. It was very informative. And we learned a lot because we have an organization that we're building. It's, it hasn't been easy. We've come under tremendous attack. Spyware, malware. And we just recently learned that not just Russia and China, but also the American government is also involved in spying on their citizens. And, you know, there are persons who are telling you to buy VPN and all of that. But the hackers and the people who can hack your computers and your devices can easily turn off your VPN and go on your systems. We've been having tremendous issues. And, if, and we're going to have a, particular, a show, a program just, just that's dedicated just to that. Tell, talking to American people, talking to the world, letting the world know what is going on in society. You know, I wrote an article some time ago that says only some people shouldn't be rich. And we talk about this anti-monopoly law and anti-trust laws. And one of the things that uh, Mr. Castro said was that we need to enforce those laws. But there are those persons who are gatekeepers, who are protecting wealth, who are protecting the competition, or sorry, who are trying to kill the competition when capitalism is about competition. But we're about information. And today we want... We are learning so much about businesses and so on. As we try to resolve some of our problems, we share the issues with you. There are many persons who want to know, how do we access small business 
investment one of the things that you when you start a business and we started a business we got off on the wrong footing but we are learning where we went wrong and how to correct that because i said to you the neoliberal corporation is a news commentary think tank social media independent publishing company with that provide a host of educational and leadership and self-help resources and currently we are ranked number 90 some time ago in terms of our podcast in canada and we're at 248 in terms of news news commentary but i was at a conference with a group of business people at lendio and they shared with us and we discussed how do we access small business especially for and one of the things i discussed with uh, mr castro was that the people in the communities as much as we talk about community development and providing funding for mamas and papa stores in communities and i said to mr castro based on anthropological research the investment they're not reaching people in the community and and they are having to deal with several issues spyware hackers and so on and we talk about having the need for a digital force in this country i've been i've been meeting with several different small business owners and individuals bloggers and writers and journalists and small business in communities and they have they are they have problems accessing funding and i actually recently uh tweeted something this morning or last night or early this morning about played Played is, is an app that allows banks and financial institutions to connect your to connect your um, banking institution as a way to to verify you. But what we are happening is that what happened in, in communities in communities. A lot of people don't have bank and fin- banks and financial institutions that don't use played. And I remember recently I applied for a loan, a business loan, and I was told that I won't get the loan because I cannot access the loan. I was I was given a loan and I but I couldn't access the loan because I don't have a bank that uses played or compatible with played. That is one of the ways. That is one of the strategies. Or one of the reasons why funding is not reaching people in communities and so on because they create certain yes there's we have the funds but then you they create strategies and systems that bar you from accessing those funds because if you don't have a bank or a financial institution that uses played you cannot get access to the funds that is the that is what's going on in society how society makes it difficult to access things. And who are the people who normally who, who who normally use certain minor banks that does not that does not use played? Majority of the people who need the money, who need the, 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 the financing in communities and so on. So the issue of development is very important. So this episode I am sharing with you what I have learned so that it will help you. How do you when you start a small business, how do you get funding? And one of the things that we're just, just one of the things that I would like to share with you: ensure that you get a Duns and Bradstreet account. A Duns and Bradstreet account. Just as though you have Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, there is also Duns and Bradstreet. So when okay, you create a, a company profile with them and so on. 
And another thing that I'm going to tell you is that ensure that you have a bank that you displayed. If you have a small business and you are needing financing and you will need financing, I'm going to tell you this today. Ensure that you get a bank account that you displayed. Because if you don't have an account that you displayed, then that's tantamount to being denied the loan. That's what's happening. Played, P-L-A-I-D. Big banking institutions use those. And those persons who have those kinds of banks and who are approved by only those banks can get access. But the people who really need it will not get access because, as I said again, they, they, they have banking and financial institutions that don't use played. Only capital, but Capital One. Capital One uses played. And so Capital One is not as difficult as the other banks. PNC and 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 so on and so forth but if you but capital one probably you might have a better chance opening an account with capital one the only thing is capital one is not everywhere capital you 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 have to capital one is not in terms of location you they're not everywhere they're in, in certain places so those are some of the things that we want to but today I, I today I will share with you some valuable information how do we access how do we access loans or finance? We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the Neoliberal Round podcast. We're talking about how to access small business financing. And, um, and the first question, the first question is, what are the types or different types of business loans or business loan options? Again, what are the different types of small business or loan options that are available to small business owners? That's the first question. If you've ever received business financing before, you know that there are so many different types of loan options. Um, anything from SBA loans all the way down to business credit cards um, and everything in between, right? Um, again, in previous weeks, we talked a little bit about kind of setting that up and, and how to prepare yourself. But this is going to be a little bit more in-depth of, hey, what are the different types of, of lending options? Um, again, SBA loans, short-term loans, lines of credit, startup loans, equipment loans, cash advances, commercial mortgages, accounts receivable, business acquisition loans, and business credit cards. Um, now, each one of these different types of loans actually is different in terms of underwriting, in terms of time it takes to apply for this type of funding, um, documents that you're going to need. There's so many different facets to what the application process looks like. Um, I'll give you a couple examples, SBA loans and commercial mortgages. Those are typically loans that take a little bit longer to process, right? Those are loans that require a lot of documentation, um, financials, tax returns, profitability, profit and loss, so many different things to be able to go through that. Um, business credit cards. A lot of times new businesses can receive business credit cards, something that a lot of, a lot of individuals don't know. Equipment financing. 99% of the time, you're actually going to need an invoice for equipment financing. Startup loans, probably one of the hardest, um, I guess, types of loans to qualify for or to apply for. Um, a lot of lenders will look at kind of what you've done in the past personally and see, hey, what is this individual going to do with the business moving forward? Thank you. Okay. Second question. Second question is, 
What do lenders look out for when we talk about small business financing? What do lenders look out for when we talk about small business financing? What do lenders look for? This is a probably one of the questions I get the most, actually. Um, now, although that these are the three main factors, there's actually so many different things that our lenders look for when we talk about business financing. Um, we, we could go all the way down to background checks, personal credit scores, you know, where you laid on a payment back in 2009. Those are all things the lenders are going to take into account. Um, but again, the three main things that we look at are time of business, credit score, as well as revenue. Um, I'm going to go through these individually here over the next couple of slides. We'll talk about these in depth. So first of all, time and business. Time and business is, is actually a really cool stat. There's some stats floating around that um, this may not be, not be the most accurate stat, but from, from the last one that I've heard, about 50% of businesses are out of business within the first five years. Now that's not a, I want to call it a warranted stat, but it is a stat that I've read quite a few times. So for lenders that are giving out lots of money to businesses that have been in business less than five years, it's, it's a very high risk industry, right? So typically when we talk about businesses that don't have a lot of time in business, it comes with a little bit riskier terms when we talk about lending. Now lenders do love to see two plus years time in business. That's kind of the, the criteria where we start out. Now obviously they can go lower than that, they can't go higher than that, but that's kind of the, the minimum requirement. Um, is they love to see two plus years in business. Does that mean you can't get a loan if you have less than two years? Absolutely not. There are definitely options for you if you have less than two years time of business. Now, if you don't meet that time of business requirement, here are a couple of the options for you. Um, there are business term loans. Those include some of short-term financing options. There are lines of credit as well. Um, lines of credit is kind of a revolving line that you can use to pay back as you please. And then business credit cards, which kind of the same thing, but you use it as a card with a little bit higher interest rates. The second thing that lenders love to look at is credit score. Now, this is probably the main question I get the most is, hey, why are lenders looking at my personal credit score if I'm applying for that business? And it's a great question. It really is. Um, let's talk about business credit score a little bit first. Um, it's actually a measurement used by our lenders to say, hey, how healthy is, separate from you personally, how healthy is your business? Now, those credit scores range a little bit different than personal credit scores. They go anywhere from zero to 100. That's the score rating you'll receive. Anything above a 75 is an excellent rate in the eyes of lenders. Um, but they all will take issue, or they will take an issue um, if there's a score under 50. Now, typically, if it's under 50, that means that something's happened, there are late payments, there's something going on, or it's just such a new business, there's not a lot of history built up. Now, personal credit score, um, again, let me step back real quick. Yes, and that's what I wanted to, to ask you about, um, personal credit score as against business credit score. Several pe people in business and small business people, probably and many persons are unaware of the difference between a business credit score and a personal credit score. So do we need, if we are, if we are in business, do we need a business credit score? And what is the important, why, why are they, why are we asked to also provide our personal um, social security information? Business credit score. is something that lenders don't use as much. Um, surprisingly enough, a lot of businesses don't have a business credit score. Really? Um, now, when we talk about personal credit score, 
biggest reason why lenders like to use personal credit scores because it's actually a tale of what the business owner has done. Right? When we talk about mortgages, auto loans, um, personal loans, student loans, those are all things that are based on you as an individual, right? And that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. But a business loan, you as the individual are taking that risk to start your business. But at any point in time, your business could close or it could go through, again, as we saw through the pandemic, a lot of businesses struggled there. So that's why they're going to take a look at personal credit score a little bit more, is it's telling to, hey, what is this business owner going to do based on their previous history? Now, for those of you that don't know, personal credit scores can range anywhere from 300 to 850. Now, lenders will look at this anywhere. I mean, obviously, if we're sitting in the 300 range, that's probably something we need to work on. Um, lenders like to see as high as possible. Now, there are lenders that will do call it alternative type financing for those that have lower credit scores. So again, if you have you know, somewhere in the 300 to 600 range, there are still options for you. I want to make sure that that's clear is that there are plenty of options. Um, they just, again, the terms that I'll talk about a little bit later are going to be different than somebody with different credit scores, right? Let's go to the next slide. The last thing that we're going to look at is revenue. Revenue is, again, just as important as the other two facets of this, but um, let me give you a quick example. We've, we've had a couple of borrowers at Lendio come in and say, hey, I, I'd like a $5 million loan. Totally, totally understandable. Let's see what you do on a monthly or yearly basis. And when we look at a, a yearly annual revenue aspect, they're doing anywhere from five to $10,000. So again, when we talk about basic math, sometimes that doesn't add up, right? So when we talk about revenue and the amount of revenue that will allow you to secure a loan, a lot of different things are going to go into it, but healthy revenue is always good to see. When we talk about year-over-year -year growth as well, it's always healthy for businesses to have that year-over-year -year growth or month-over-month -month growth. So lenders and banks can look and say, hey, this, this business or individual is going in the right direction. It is a major requirement. Um, the average minimum annual revenue criteria is typically around 50000 And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have exactly 50000 or way above that, um, but that's typically what lenders like to see. $50,000. Again, in most cases, you're saying demonstrating revenue is a major requirement when it comes to small business lending. And you're saying that the average minimum annual revenue criteria is around $50,000. However, however, just bear in mind that, that the biz lenders will lend, I'm being, I, I'm being told but they like to see that but the people who in communities who need money who small businessmen and so on they don't have a fifty thousand, especially if you're starting up capital right so what are the options and so on let's ask another question here for those of you that have applied for financing before um, now this could be personal as well as business what do you feel is the biggest hurdle when it comes to applying for a loan so the next question is, what do we feel is the biggest hurdle when it comes to applying for a loan? We already know revenue and credit score. And actually, there are several persons who participated in, in, um, in this particular discussion, and we want to hear what they have to say. We'd love to hear a couple answers here. What do you feel is the biggest hurdle when it comes to applying for a loan? Is it the documents needed? Is it the time needed to funding to possibly 
could be rates, could be terms, payment structure. What do you feel is the biggest hurdle when it comes to applying for a loan? As I've applied for personal loans in the past, I feel like one of the uh, the trickiest thing is collecting all my documents. For those of you who've gone through, you know, that's that's the way from business, but even personal financing mortgages, I mean there's a lot of documents required for for a, a mortgage. And we're talking tax returns, we're talking they want to see they want to see the birth certificate of your firstborn child at this point, right? It's it's a lot that's needed. It's a lot a lot of your same thing, a lot of responses, documents, documentation, revenue, student loans. Definitely uh Definitely, I think these are some good, some good answers. Finding a good term and low interest, yeah, absolutely. Paperwork, time of business, documentation. These are all great answers. I couldn't agree more. Um, documentation for me is what I feel like has been the biggest struggle. Is I don't have necessarily, and, and maybe don't tell my accountant this, but I don't have all my ducks in a row when it comes to having all my documents labeled and put in a nice, safe place that's waterproof and whatnot. But. Let's go to the next slide. Let's talk about preparation before you apply. It's a good idea um, to have a detailed use of funds before applying. Um, this is gonna help lenders get a picture of what you're trying to accomplish. Now, a lot of businesses that come to us think, I need to have every single one of my debt center. Oh, I need to have my business plan. I need to have all my financials, you know, buttoned up, dot my T's, cross my I's. And in reality, it's not always the case. It doesn't have to be everything is perfect, everything is, is in a row, right? Like I mentioned, not all my ducks in a row when it comes to financial documents. Um, now, there are individuals that are ideally supposed to help you through this process. Depending on how you apply or what you're looking to do, there are plenty of individuals that can help you through this process. The biggest thing that I would say and I would recommend um, as somebody who's been in the financial industry for a couple of years, it's a really good idea to break down that use of funds. So there's three great points here. Identify how much funding you'll need to execute the plan. Determine a timeline for when you're going to need the money, immediate or silver time, and pinpoint the purpose of your intended funding. Let's go over these just really quick. When we talk about identifying how much funding you're going to need, that could be anywhere from what I need right this second to what I need in six months. Uh, you want to have a breakdown of, I'm going to need $5,000 for my marketing costs today, whereas next week I'm going to need another $10,000 for my employees. Um, it's really important to have that breakdown so that in a couple of months when the funding runs out or after you spend everything, you're not asking, hey, I need more money, where's more money, I don't have access to this. So identify how much funding you'll need to execute the plan. Determining a timeline for when you're going to need the money. Timelines are very, very important. Again, as I mentioned, this week I need X amount of money for marketing, and next week I need X amount for my employees or for inventory. At what point are you gonna need this financing, and how long are you gonna to take to pay it back, right? Your marketing costs might be a quicker turnaround than, say, your employees in terms of financing, right? So how quickly do you plan to pay that funding back as well through the timeline? And then third, the purpose of your intended funding. Um, Kind of the same thing as well as is mixing timeline and funding together, but or uh, identifying together. But what are you going to do with these funds, right? What's your plan to make the ROI with these funds? If I take five thousand dollars and inject into my, or call it fifty thousand dollars and inject into my business for marketing, how much do I plan to make in return on that money? It's very important to know 
how much I'm going to make because that will determine your interest costs or how you're going to plan that interest cost or the terms of your loan or the frequency of your payments. So much depends on how that's going to work. So make sure that you have those three things down at least before you apply. Not saying you don't need a business plan or that you don't need your financials. Those are very important to have, but these are probably the three biggest points we can talk about preparing for you. And uh, one of the things that is important uh, as you talk about preparing, preparing before you apply, when you do loans are a bit different from investments. And just so you know, you guys can access, you can go to sba.gov to access a host of documents. And they also have a business plan, a business plan template that is fillable. You can fill it in. If you want a copy of that, we have a copy of it. We can share that with you as well. But if you, there, there's two revenue stream or income, st- uh, not sorry, not revenue stream. There are, there are several ways you one can access capital I'm learning. One, of course you can access through loans through the SBA loans and so on and so forth. But also, of course, through your family and friends, but we, but also investment, investors, looking for investors. And um, just so you know, if you go to the sba.gov website, they provide you with a whole, I think I saw over 294 investors with contact information and email and so on. So once you have completed your business plan, all you would need to do then is now reach out to these people. You 294 people plus other people who are not listed. But I'm going to tell you, one of the one of the way what what we went wrong with the neoliberal corporation is that uh, we 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 started but did not have we did not um, we did not explore the issue of investment and the need for a a 34 page business plan and um, we just completed or in the process of completing that 34 page business plan and then we're getting ready to to approach investors of course our goal here at the neoliberal is to reach 10 million people over two years and um, we constantly put up academic materials and various resources and information so that others can access and we also want to dissect and look at power we are at a very interesting position because as we learn we share because we believe in we believe in adding value to people adding value to society to people in communities who need investment who need to manage their lives while they get an education we've also written an article about that on the neoliberal.com or analysismckenzie.com or one of our various feeds but we have a staple of information here, but uh, part of the problem is you also may benefit from investment and also having an advisor. As I, you know, as I perused the, the business plan document, you need a business plan. Not only should you also explore getting investors, but also sorry, getting a loan, but getting investors, and also ensure that you and you have to start by getting, writing a business plan. And the business plan is almost like a a dissertation so to speak or a thesis but the the the, the business plan documents that we are using is actually 34 pages and it involved a lot of thinking and you have to you have to ensure that you provide you you are realistic and not only should you be realistic but there have to be data that support 
your vision and your goals and so on and so forth. But um, but 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 this is important. So before you apply for a loan, it's a good idea to have a de- detailed use of funds before applying. What will I use the funds for? And this will help your lender get a picture of what, but not just the lender, but the investor. If you're going the investment route, okay. So so that is important. But let us con- let us continue. Um, I, we want to we want to know more, um, and there might be other questions that other um, other uh, participants have, and we're gonna take those questions in the chat. Um, of course, this is a presentation on how to access small business financing, and it is a presentation that we are conducting with several small business owners, and it is done via Zoom, and we will continue with the discussions. Um, is there any, any, are there more questions that we want to consider? Right, next slide. Dr. Miss Tao on hand. Um, now this is a question again we get so, so often. This is going to vary, excuse me, vary based on the lender or the bank that you're working with. Um, however, these are the five documents that I would say to have on hand. Um, a couple of these might be optional depending on the type of financing that you are looking for. Um, business bank statements is a really important one. For those of you who maybe run a sole proprietorship and, and kind of run things through your personal statements, um, I'm not an accountant. I can't give financial advice or anything like that. But I would say it's important to have a business bank account. Business bank accounts will allow you to kind of separate the use of funds and the funds in general that you have coming in to make sure that everything is run separately through your business. Um, and at least three months of those, um, we love to see the more the better when we talk about lenders love seeing more financial documents. Um, but at least three months of bank statements so that lenders can have an idea of where you're trending. Um, second and third, kind of similar, voided check and driver's license. That's really just for verification purposes. The voided check is going to help you or help lenders identify, hey, does this bank account match? What the, uh, what the business owner is actually using for their bank account. And then driver's license will just verify that you are an active citizen in the United States. Fourth, uh, business license or proof of ownership slash registrations. Um, your proof of ownership is typically something found on a tax return. Um, so that can be any form of tax return as well. A lot of times it's in the form of a K-1 or it just shows that you're the sole owner. As well, the business license a lot of times has you as the owner on there. A lot of times you'll see business licenses hanging up in shops or bakeries that are required to have business licenses. Um, but in any way, shape, or form, we do recommend or I recommend having some sort of proof of ownership for your business. Um, and then lastly, invoices. Invoices can come in the form of equipment invoices. They could come in what's called purchase order financing invoices. There's a couple different types of invoices that you're able to have. Um, but especially when we talk about equipment financing, um, invoices are definitely something that you want to have, or at least gain access to from the individuals that you're working with. So those five things, make sure you have those documents on hand. There are obviously more um, more documents that you can have. Again, financials, tax returns, um, there's so many different documents that businesses can have these days. So the more the better is what I would say, but these are five five. Next slide. Loan application time. Again, one of my favorite questions. And, um, um, and just before you get into the loan application, I'm sorry here for cutting um, the, in terms of, so loan, so we're talking about 
we just finished talking about um, business documents, what you would need in terms of a business document. So, of course, we have to be very organized. Organization is very important, with, irrespective of the business that we need. If you have a serious business and you feel confident about your business, then, of course, you want to ensure that you're properly organized and, um, and that you have the necessary paperwork and documents. And just so you know, and there are some banks that will provide you with voided. Some people have a problem getting voided checks, but sometimes if you have online banking and so on, it automatically provides you with some of those with the voided check. I think, um, or you can get a voided check from one of your banks and so on and so forth. But the next information is the loan application time. And sometimes uh, I believe you can, the SBA or the PPP provide, or the SBA program provides, the, the turnaround time is very quick. It's very fast, but um, there are several things to consider when we're thinking about the loan application time in terms of that is why it is important for us to have a business plan. So that would need so and a business plan would include some kind of time frame of what of your business activity. So therefore, the loan application time would would you get that information. So you'll be you'll have an idea of that when you apply. So you we're talking about um, one of the things that we have to, to consider. You have to consider in-person banking. You have to consider online marketplace and you have to consider the SBA, small business, small business application loans. So those are three things that one have um, that one can one will have will, will explore depending on which of these mediums one uses to get to apply for a loan. It will, de- will determine the length of the turnaround time. But we are talking about loans, but we don't we do not want to we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. Not only are we looking at loans, but also we should look at investments. And sometimes the in investment application time will take time. And what takes time is the it's the paperwork really that takes time. It's the paperwork that really takes time. But um, but there are several banks and financial institutions and lenders that you can approach or, so for example, Lendio, and they might provide, and the turnaround time is quick, um, uh, giggle, turnaround time is quick there. But, um, but what are some of the things that we can consider here? What are some of the things that we can, other stuff that we can consider that we have not raised? And I'm actually going to jump into, I hope I can go back on this. I want to make sure that I can't perfect. Um, loan application time. There are three typical types of, call it, um, I don't call marketplaces, but places you can find or apply for loans. Um, online marketplaces, in-person banking, and the SBA. The SBA as well is typically run through in-person banks or online marketplaces, but we will call this separate Online marketplaces, similar to Lendio, um, I know there's others out there, are locations, businesses that will take an application online, as well as documents online, um, and look for the best option for your business. The reason why I love marketplaces, it's the same thing as going to Walmart when you need a whole bunch of different things or you don't know exactly what you need. Um, it's going to allow you to find the best option for you and your business. Marketplace applications typically take only about 10 to 15 minutes. 
And the entire loan process from start to finish, again, this is all dependent on the type of loan you go with, but can be completed in as little as 48 to 72 hours. Now as well, I've seen quicker than that, I've seen much longer than that. The process varies, again, it's, it's very dependent on business owners, um, their ability to get us documents or get their lender's documents, as well as the type of lending that they're looking to, to obtain for their business. Um, second is in-person banking. Approval and funding times are gonna be a little bit lengthier with this one. Again, typically, um, it can take anywhere from one to six months. I want to reiterate, that's not to say that I haven't seen it sooner or longer than that. However, that's the uh, the typical process that it, or the, the timeline for the process that it takes. Now, the SBA, this one's actually really interesting. A lot of individuals come to us, and this is kind of a fun fact, and say, hey, I, I want to work directly with the SBA. Um, most individuals don't know that the SBA isn't the actual bank that's giving out the money. They're only guaranteeing the funds. So that's why you'll see other banks, um, whether they call it online marketplaces or credit unions or even just big banks, will market that you have SBA loans available. And that's because the SBA is the one backing the money. They're not the one actually giving out the funds. They're the ones that set the guidelines and underwriting and whatnot, but however, they're not actually dispersing out money. Um, and those can take anywhere from 60 to 90 days. Again, sometimes longer. I've seen it shorter as well. We fund an SBA loan a couple weeks ago in about eight days, which is the fastest I've ever seen that happen, but kind of a cool fact. And you can see over here, um, different types of business financing, how long they take, merchant cash advances, lines of credit, all the way down to commercial mortgages. Um, towards the top, you'll see the ones that take a little bit less time, and towards the bottom, the ones that will take a longer amount of time to get. Let's go to the next one. How did PPP change traditional lending? This is one of my favorite questions that we have on the slide, actually. Uh, PPP, for those that don't know, stands for Payroll Protection Program. I hope most individuals on this call know that because it was a program during the pandemic a couple years ago. I think we're already two years out of the pandemic or a year back in 2020, which is crazy. Um, but it was a program that the government offered back in 2020 when businesses shut down, the world shut down, uh, to give out money to help businesses that were struggling during that time. Now, it was as well forgivable money, meaning that you were able to say, hey, I use the money for XYZ for my business, and the government could come back and say, okay, that works. You don't have to pay the loan back at all, which was a very, very cool thing the government decided to do, and a lot of businesses were able to survive the pandemic from that. Now, one of the biggest ways that it did change the lending industry was the rise of fintechs, which is financial technology. During COVID, we had hundreds of thousands of individuals that were trying to apply for this PPP loan um, at one time, right? The floodgates opened and all of a sudden we have hundreds of thousands of people that want money now to save their business, to save their employees, to save their families. And as an online marketplace, Alendio and other individuals and other businesses wanted to help as many people as possible. But there was simply no way to do it with that many, uh, call it, manual forms that had to be filled out and signed or submitted or sent or copied. I don't even have a printer, right? Most people don't have a printer or copier. So it's hard to be able to send over all these documents for, for a lot of individuals. So that rise of FinTech allowed us to step in and say, hey, we want to do all of this online. We want to take applications online. We want to receive documents online to be able to help you move through this process faster. And that was something that never really happened before. It was a very big change in our business as a fintech uh, space to come in and establish trust with individuals and say, hey, I don't necessarily trust you with my, my documents, but I don't have any other options at this point because I need a PPP loan and I need money now. 
Um, now, again, people went to their local banks during this time because they trusted them. Rightfully so, I get it. And online lending didn't have that same trust. And we feel very strongly, especially at Lendio, uh, the PPP really did change that. It changed the way that our business owners see how they want to apply for loans in the long run moving forward. Um, one of my favorite questions again, it was very cool to be a part of that PPP process and see how much it changed and how online marketplaces and online applications really did speed up so much in the process of, of what it is that we do for business lending. All right. Um, but before I'm just, and I apologize if I was that here, um, as we talk about the issue of how did PPP change traditional lending, the Paycheck Protection Program is very important. And with the issue of the rise of financial technology. And some time ago, we talked about leveraging technology and um, the neoliberal corporation uses technology. We leverage technology. We use, we because we are challenged with, with um, a very limited marketing finance, financing, and we don't have funding and much of the funding comes from um, the owner's pockets and so on and so forth. We have tremendous difficulties, but um, what we have, uh, what we're doing is we, we, we are leveraging technology and the loan, loan programs and banks and lenders have found that to be very useful and also small business people who want funds found that to be useful. However, the issue of trust, establishing trust. People go to their local banks, you said. You just said that. Because they trust them. And online lending didn't have that same trust. But who are these people? We talk about people. People who are of a particular milieu. Okay, people who... Okay, but new individuals who are entering the market or people who are new competition, the new competition, small business, people who are who are coming, who are starting businesses and so on. There is a problem here because who do you trust when you don't have a history and you're not in business for a very long time? You know, who do you trust? Who do you go to? And in fact, um, one of the, there was an article that we did at the neoliberal.com some time ago that looks at the way in which young people are changing the way we look at work the, the, in terms of how workplace where people are now working virtually and remotely and the whole work, it's affecting not just how people work, but how people access financing and so on and so forth. But the issue of privacy and security becomes a very important issue um, because what we have found here at the Neoliberal Corporation is there have been, and I've said that to you before, there have been quite a lot of breaches, identity issues and so on and so forth. And we discovered that some persons purchase and access certain benefits utilizing some of the documents that we have. So one have to be, so that's another issue that you have to, to be mindful of that some of the some of the persons who are online asking you to apply for loans through them they are they are persons who set up fake businesses and fake uh organizations online and and, and fake application platforms and um just so you know we as i said to you earlier we lost over 200 customers via our woocommerce store and what we came to realize is that a lot of third-party applications 
a lot of the third-party applications uh, that w that we use for our business, um, they are attached to certain countries, such as WooCommerce was once a third application that came from where came from China, and there were some issues there, and I think at one time there was a the 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 WordPress and the other domains and that we use use third-party applications from China and we were affected by that. We lost hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, and we lost a lot of our customers and we're still working through that. We have tremendous issues with that. So the issue of this issue of, of financial, the rise of financial technology will also also put, create another problem and, and another need, the need for a digital force. And I think Mr. Castro alluded to that, this a digital force like the army, and it has to be independent because we have a lot of issues with breaches and so on. And say, for example, we also use another platform called Blogger News or blogspot.com here at the Neoliberal. That's a, and it is a, so it's a Google application, blog application, but it's but that particular third party application is developed by Russia and our systems were being attacked. And several, you know, so the, so one of the things that as you think about financing and so on and, and so forth, and as you think about abandoning one, your security and your privacy in order to access funds, in order to advance your business, you also have, you are left with the challenge of several other issues, okay, which is something which is um, which is something that we can get into for another discussion. So, as you think about the accessing financing and utilizing the technology that helps to speed up the turnaround time, you also have to consider the issue security breach, excuse me, security and privacy, and what's going on in the world today, and a lot of these. A lot of these a lot of these um, uh, programs, financial programs that you are, you that you're gonna that you're utilizing in order to access some loans. Some of them you have, you have to sort through, you have to sort through what's fake and what's not, and who and then you have to do your research. These applications that you're utilizing, who developed the application? Who developed the applications? Because what happened is that your passwords that you create to access these third-party applications could be the same password that you're utilizing to access many of these financial technology platforms and so on and so forth. So, the, so, the, so that's one of the things that one have to work, you have to consider as you think about financing your business and the paperwork that is needed, okay, and, and putting and being organized and so on. You have to also think about the issue of privacy and security which many small business, small businesses and entrepreneurs are dealing with today, dealing with today. We've met with several different business, um, small business owners who are owners who are pulling their hair out because they have to be using a lot of their personal funding. But at the same time, they're met with 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 um, with 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 some kind of privacy issue and breaches. So that's some of the things that we have to do. I'm not sure what our government is doing in term in this regard. And the information, we are not provided sometimes with information in terms of who are these third-party applications? What countries, uh, where, where were they developed? And over the past couple of months and years, you find that China and Russia have been working 
to 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 be a part to 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 be a part working to 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 access or to be a part of this third party application system because I believe that uh, one of the things is that um, there is some kind of sharing and I talked about I made reference to this the sharing between countries China and Russia was and uh, was was doing a lot of work in with with many of these web application companies and so on because according to these according to Russia and China if you want to do business with us well you have to give us more access and that's what has happened and that that is now that is creating problems for businesses okay but let us let us okay, so those are some of the other things that we have to consider but let us continue with the presentation I'm, I apologize for for cutting in here are there any considerations that we have and I think there are these other questions that is coming in in the chats and I know you, do you have other slides that you want to share so let's continue with the discussions here Last couple of slides here, and then we will get into our Q&A. Lendio's application, this is where I get to brag about Lendio, thankfully. Um, Lendio's application is extremely seamless. Uh, 10 to 15 minutes complete. I've done it faster than that. Um, no impact on your credit score. Over 10 different types of financing options available for you. Um, and at Lendio, for those of you who don't know, we've actually facilitated over $12 billion in funding for small businesses. Now that's twelve billion with a B. Hopefully you guys can see the wow. giant B. Twelve billion. Um, a lot of that did come from us being able to help individuals during the pandemic, mm -hmm. which was huge for our business and huge for being able to help out small businesses. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to hear some of the, the stories that we hear, even now coming out of the pandemic and we're able to secure loans for individuals, extremely fast, quick, easy process, uh, harmless. Um, it's really, really cool to see that. So again, our application will lend you very, very quick to complete. It will take ten to fifteen minutes. And again, the best part, there's no impact on your credit score. Something that takes very, very simple to do, no impact on what it is that you're looking to do. If you see on here at the bottom of the screen, there is a cool little, uh, this is not a gift, it's a little pick art, photo art of kind of how the process works for Lendio. You complete the application and submit the needed documents required. Now from there, you're actually going to get to meet with one of our funding managers. Um, I actually, Lendio, a couple years back, was a funding manager. It was very cool to every single day be able to help multiple business owners a day, complete their applications, or review your tailored loan offers. Um, and from there, you can see steps three, four, and five. You get to review that tailored loan offer. Um, you have the ability to select those loan offers if you do have more than one. And then the best part, number five, is be able to secure that funding. I want to reiterate as well that at Lendio, there's over 75 different lenders that you're able to reach. Um, that's the benefit of using a marketplace is you're able to come to Lendio, say, I kind of think this is what I'm looking for for my business. Can you help me? Or I have an idea of this is what I want or this is how much money I want. And we can actually help you through that process. Very seamless, very smooth. Our funding managers are very skilled in doing this. And as well, it doesn't hurt you at all to apply. So what I would recommend is definitely if you're confused, lost, needing finance, uh, needing financing, business financing, take a second to apply. Again, it's not going to take long, and one of our funding managers will make sure to walk you through that entire process from start to finish um, so we can help you get funded. That's what we do here every single day at Lendio, and we like to think, and we know that we're experts in what it is that we're doing. That is all of the slides right now, and what we're going to do is, if you haven't been able to drop in a question, um, we'd love for you to drop in a quick question if you have any around... Lendio's application, 
what it is that you need, what it is you're looking for, happy answering these questions. We're going to take them one by one. Oh, first question, who is that cute guy presenting? Sorry. Well, um, just so you know, so um, I apologize for cutting in here. So um, we ended we, we ended by saying that um, what is important in this regard is that is this when you are, of course, there are many ways you can apply. There are many ways that you what can it is apply. That you you um, I apologize. Um, Lendio is one is a provides small access to small business financing. You can apply to Lendio. They have over 75 lenders, over 75 lenders. And I have actually I have actually utilized Lendio. Um, haven't been successful because um, because of issues that we are we have become aware of and we were able to meet with several people and we know what what we need to do okay and um and this particular this particular presentation and this particular discussion we're having here is very important but just so you know lendio is not the only way you can access the sba loan or any other lenders okay the you can there are host of other um, um applications or, or or programs that you can utilize and just so you know you can also go to sba.gov and let me tell you go to sba.gov not only not only do you have access not only do you have access to lenders to 70 over 75 lenders but you also have access to over 294 investors just so you know over 294 investors and once you complete your business plan the next step now is for you to send that business plan to any of those 294 you could even walk into a bank with your business plan but you have to ensure that your business is set up properly and your business plan provides actually a guide so this is really good. This is really good. Sorry for, for cutting you here. So, so this is very important. This is very, very important here. Um, anything else we need to consider? Anything else we, that we need to consider? Um, how do you work with businesses to help them qualify for a loan? That is a great question. Similar to how I responded in that last slide, um, it's a very simple process. If you're able to submit your application um, and submit your documents, from there we can actually tailor that experience to you. Um, we can say, hey, what is, what is it, have a conversation with you, what is it that you're looking to accomplish with your financing, um, and let's talk about what it is that you are looking for. Um, we'll actually walk you through that process step by step, which is really beautiful. Let's see. Let's go through the questions here. Yeah, we have some questions coming up. Uh, in oh, Deb Smith, great question. Why yeah. is startup loan the most complicated or hardest loan to achieve? Great question. Typically, this is because most most uh, individuals that come and apply for a startup loan, um, they've never had loans before in the past, or never had a business loan in the past, let me say. And so when the SBA or when banks are looking at these startup loans, they will go through it an entire deep dive of what's your business plan? How much money are you going to make? Exactly what are your margins? What are you as an individual? What have you done to show me that you can be a successful business of future, right? 
startups are basically gambling on you as the individual to make this business and turn it successful. Um, whereas businesses that have already been established, there's some sort of a track record, right? They're able to come in and say, hey, you've done this for X amount of years or X amount of time, and we trust you will continue to do that for X amount of time in the future. So we're going to give you this much money, right? But again, startups is more of a, it's more of a gamble. The lenders are taking a chance on you being able to take that business and make it successful. And just so you know, and that this is something that um, Mr. John Castro alluded to in the interview that we did some time ago. And um, and I'm referencing Mr. Castro a lot in this particular um, presentation or in this, in this conference that we're having here because he's a businessman. He started with nothing, okay? And he started a company, Castro and Company. And now, and from that he started AI Tax, artificial, it's a, um, an AI tax software system, which is now valued at 180 million. He himself is valued at 20 million. And he said that he didn't start to make, he started netting up to um, about a million or so after three years, three to four years every year. So it takes time. So, and he says this, don't get bogged down with short term losses. And people, some people who are in business within the first six months, they quit. Within the first year, they quit. If you have a business that you believe in and you spend time in it and you work it, then, then of course, you cannot allow the short-term challenges to affect you, especially if you have something great, positive, amazing. Like we here at the Neoliberal Corporation, we're a think tank, news commentary. We are very excited about it and we are constantly working hard. Do not <clears throat> allow short-term losses to get you down ensure that you have he says ensure that you have a long-term strategy and you keep pushing you keep pushing you keep developing ways to navigate and there are times when you will feel demoralized there are times when you're going to feel as though you want to give up there are times i get that like that as well i want to give up but you keep pushing and you keep um thinking about ways to navigate the challenges you have you know you keep comes what may if you and and that's very important that's very important and here is he today mr castro um 20 a million multi-millionaire and a business and the ai taxes is valued at 180 million dollars so you keep pushing you keep planning you keep organizing you keep networking and utilize your networks keep talking about you know the, somebody somebody in a friend of mine in germantown a young lady uh, i'm sorry not a young she's older than i am but um she 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 said that she's doing a a, a fragrance business um she has candles and i actually got a chance to to just look at the product and smell it and so on and so forth it's amazing you know people in communities they have a lot of talent a lot of ideas they lack the financing and so on and so forth and even though we have all these bright ideas and so on it is not easy when you when you are in, an entrepreneur. Just so you know, entrepreneur is about entrepreneurship. It's about taking risks. It's about gambling as well. Okay, and it's all it's about hard work. But one of the things I said to this um, lady who is about to go into business, I said the when you the first thing you will need to do outside of financing, when you decide to start a business, is to develop a presence. Talk about what you're doing. Let people know about it. Start a blog. Start a, 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 a page. 
social media page, TikTok, Reddit, um, Telegram, Facebook, um, uh, or if you already have a profile, start the page and attach it. Start talking to people. Get the conversation going. Blog about it. Talk about it. And do research about what you're doing. What are the other... Um, uh, anybody else is in that particular industry. What are they doing? And so forth. it's very important. And you and you you try you 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 expose yourself. You expose yourself to information that you need to get to the next level. So, you, of course, you talk about it. You establish a presence. And that's the first thing you need to do. And, of course, you also want to and become organized. So, those are some of the things you have to take into consideration. Yes? You, 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 you get loud about it. Create a lot of excitement about it. Be sensational about it. That's very important. Okay? So, in a, so we are now, I know we're talking about how to access small business financing. But your success is also dependent on your market. You want to know and... And you and the first market are your fans and your friends and your followers and people who yes, so that's very important. So, but let us. We I know there are more questions, and um, I know you have. You might want to. There are other things that you might want to share with us here before we wrap up. Good question. Um, what if my startup business did not actually get off the ground? How can Lendio assist me with additional financing without the twists and turns? Um, Very good question. Again, great question. Yes. We want to take and provide you what options are available to each and every business owner. Um, almost every single, you know, we never have a business that comes to us and it's exactly the same as the last one or the next one. So we want to make sure that we can take this and say, hey, um, this is what's going to be best for your business in our opinion. And let's work together to make this as easy and as hassle-free as possible. So, again, application process, very simple, very smooth. How do I know the credit of my business? Uh, another great question. Done in Bradstreet, as well as Experian, are typically the two yes, main yes, yes. Done um, business Thank you for bringing that up again. For scores out there that they report on that. Um, so if you ever have questions or if you haven't registered with them, we typically say it's a good thing to register with Dun & Bradstreet so your business can actually do that. And just so you know, Dun's, as it relates to Dunn's and Bradstreet, it's, you can Google, if wherever you are right now, you can Google that, go that, um, Google that, you can create an account. If you have several businesses, you can create a profile for yourself and then add those businesses to your profile. Okay, it's very, and it takes up to, it takes a couple days, about 30 days, up to 30 days for them to process your account. But as you think about financing, and accessing small business um, financing, not only are you also thinking about um, personal credit score, or but you also have to think about a business credit. And one of the ways you do so is by, is again, opening opening up a Duns and Bradstreet account. So thank you for reiterating that, very important. And that's the same thing for how to obtain a business credit score. Um, how would you proceed to obtain financing if you're opening a franchise? Um, another great question. A lot of that will come with startup options um, if you're able to qualify for those. What I do know is, or what I do understand is that some franchises have their own financing options or, or typical vendors that they like to use that will help with startup loans. Um, but again, if you're looking for a startup loan, that's something that Lendio can facilitate as well. Does it matter to, really a question, does it matter to VC, venture capitalists, investors, if my company is an LLC versus C-Corp? Um, great question. The basic answer would be no. Um, most of the time when we actually just look 
between the difference of those, it's going to be around ownership, right? Who owns the actual business as the C Corp versus the LLC, etc. Um, but a lot of times it's really not going to make a difference um, in terms of financing of, of how you get that. There might just be some additional documents provided or needed depending on what type of business you are. Is the online rate higher than a longer application process? Um, really good question, Monica. This is actually, it's all dependent on the business, right? There are rates available anywhere from what Prime is right now, which I think was just raised to six and three quarters, um, all the way up to, you know, there are astronomical rates up there as well. Um, but it really all depends on your business. Just because it's an online application doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a higher rate at all. Again, marketplaces will allow you to see more and different options available for your business. Let's see, minimum time of business that is typically acceptable in general and or at Lendio. Um, a lot of banks or more public banks are going to want a much longer time of business. Um, at Lendio, we will go all the way down to six months time of business. Um, we have lenders and banks that have the ability to fund as little as six months. So that is a great question. Let's do three more questions here. And that's fine. Let's see. Down payment required to buy a business. I like this question. That's a really good one. Startup loans or down payments, a lot of times that will actually be facilitated by who you're buying a business from. But startup loans usually require somewhere around 15 to 20% down to be able to secure that money. So it is a large upfront for, for startups or if you're purchasing a, a commercial building or whatnot. Let's see. Ooh, I like this one, Marissa. Marissa Banks, uh, what do lenders like to see when it comes to things the money will be used for? Fantastic question. This really goes into, let's talk about just personal loans really quick. I know we're getting a little bit short on time, but personal loans, auto loans, mortgages, these are all loans that don't actually make you any money. Right? When you go get an auto loan, it's not to help you make a revenue stream. It's just because you're looking to finance something that you don't have the money for right up front. So when we look for business loans, one of the biggest things lenders want to see is how much money am I going to make from this money? Or how am I going to take this money and put it to use? Right? So things like marketing expenses where you can inject more money into your business or into your marketing stream and get a bigger return out if you're able to invest more money in or inventory, right? Inventory is another big one where it's, um, I need to buy X amount more of inventory because that will generate me X amount more in profit. Again, we will fund, Lendio will look at lenders and, and fund pretty much any, most anything, let's, let's be clear, uh, most anything that you're looking to fund from a purpose standpoint, right? Employee costs, um, payroll, equipment, um, even, even down to some of the very simple things like small pieces of equipment or supplies and whatnot. Great question. It is a great question, and, and I have to cut you here. So just so, just to remind, and for those of us who are listening via um, via podcast, I just want to let you know. Please remember <clears throat> when we talk about um, um, accessing small business financing, lenders, especially when we talk, there's a difference between base accessing business loans as against accessing personal loans. Especially if you're in business, uh, business wants to know what am I going to get out of it. Sorry, lenders want to know that. So if you, if you have, and that is why I said to you, it's very important to have a business plan. Because if, Mark, you're, if, if you're looking for funding, 
to 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 finance marketing that is good business that is um, lenders and investors want to know that because they want to know what how what do i stand to gain from that so you are looking for a loan to put towards marketing expenses so that you can what generate more business thereby generating more revenues so that is something that you have to clearly state or find a way to clearly state. that's why it's very important in addition to the app because in, in some instance the application doesn't clearly state that but when you have a business plan you have opportunities to explain that and to show that and even within in your inventory sorry in your um in your in your in your in your expense your expense account you also want to show an aligned item for that marketing this is very good or inventory that inventory that you need to generate more income more revenue and so on and so forth so those are some of the things you want to you want to think about as you seek small business financing okay anymore we have about two more questions left um do you want to tackle anything else and two more two more questions why would someone choose their walk-in bank over a marketplace like Lendio? German Arroyo is a great, great question. This is something that, that goes back a little bit to PVP is a lot of individuals trust their banks more. And I, I understand that, right? It's like trusting a family member that has been dealing with your money for X amount of time. Um, so a lot of individuals have this connection or feel like they need to go to their bank first. But in reality, bank loans, um, through, even if you bank with, with individuals for a long time, we've heard a lot of stories about individuals that just aren't able to obtain financing with their bank, even though they had a relationship for X amount of years. Not to say that, that they, they won't, because it definitely has happened before. But again, using a marketplace and utilizing that marketplace allows you to see what different options are available for your business. It not only gives you just this one snippet of, this is exactly what you qualify for, but gives you a vast majority of options to say, hey, this is where I want to go with my business, or this is where I think I should all right, one last question. We'll do a good one here. Mm -hmm. I think I see one there. Who do you call or where to get an application? Great place to finish off. Yes. Lendio.com. Lendio.com will take you right to where you need to go. You'll actually get to create your own account um, that will allow you to go back in at any point in time and finish your application, upload documents, see what potential approvals you have on the table. Um, Lendio.com will get you there. Or if you search Lendio and Google over the first one that pops up, um, 4.9 stars with over 1,500 reviews now or, or 1,200 reviews. Um, we want to do right by our customers. We feel like we have the best marketplace in the nation and our, our numbers as well prove that. Um, so lendu.com, that's where you go to apply. Again, it doesn't hurt you to apply. We want to be able to help all businesses that we absolutely can and believe that we believe do deserve funding. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Apollo. But thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today. Um, this was a very good presentation, very good event. We want to thank you, thank the, the folks at Lendio. Um, and we just want to thank all the small businesses, small business owners that were able to participate in this event. Um, and um, we, 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 we it provided quite a lot of information. And just so you know, it's not just um, Lendio that you can access um, information like this. Um, you can also go to SBA.gov, especially for the, the people who have um, in communities, small businesses. SBA.gov provides information about um, 
and um, resources for how to access um, financing and small business loans and also not just loans but also investment if you're looking um, for investors you they, they also provide you with tremendous amount of resources at sba.gov so that you can access and you can follow that and um, but thank you so much for listening to the the this episode of the neoliberal round podcast and we saw we we thought that we had to share this with you we thought that we had to open it up to everyone because not we are taught that we the neoliberal corporation is about serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges so we look at some of the issues and we and we we explore ways to speak to that and we provide and we, we said that communication is to make popular what was the monopoly so so there might be some of you who are not aware of how to access small business financing and um and as we we as we as we try to access as we learn about community and the systems and as we as we we get involved in community and learn ways in which we can get ahead we'll share that with you whatever information whatever whatever stories we have we're not going to keep it for ourselves anything that have to do with adding value anything that have to do with in you know i have oftentimes says my life is about investing in others what has been invested in me it's not just keeping information for myself but in order for society to advance okay we want to also provide information at the community level and you know because this this information is available but but I, but there as i said to you some the target audience or some people are still not aware in communities and so we hope that this particular platform will provide that so we're looking at power we're looking at strategy we're looking at but also we're looking at solutions and solutions to some of the problems and challenges in society and we're giving you any information that we have and we can provide to invest in your lives or to make you better as an individual we will make that available to you continue to 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 share this program with your friends continue to send us feedback and um, and please donate to this show by going to anchor a n c h o r dot f m slash the neoliberal t h e n e o l i b e r a l slash um support again anchor dot f m slash the neoliberal slash support and um, we have a breaking story that we are working on which will be we will release that probably tomorrow we we mentioned that we would have had it available already but we are still working the story and we as soon as we're able to edit it and so on we will we will have a breaking news commentary story on the on the US elections and um and voting behavior and patterns and what we learn as it relates to the 2020 US elections and voting and that's very important as people you know there are those who are considering there are those who consider there are those who are who have who are arguing saying that why is it that we're making it difficult for people to vote but at the same time at the same time you have to consider covid provided an unusual situation absentee ballots mail in ballots we've never had that kind of we've never had so many absentee and mail in ballots before in our lives okay but not only that it provides an opportunity an opportunity for 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 the law and to be broken because you know it doesn't the kind of the 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 kind of safety and security 
that you want to to you want to prevent when mailing ballots and absentee ballots and that kind of voting poses a problem and we have unearthed and uncovered some unusual malpractice especially in the last election okay where there are people who report that they didn't vote yet they still voted okay but um because of because voting took place within the home far from the from that is that you know and far from the scrutiny of the outside world and that poses a problem because we are making decisions that will affect everybody's lives so therefore we have to think about these things and not think about it in a political way as if you know yes there are those who say why should we make it difficult for people to vote but at the same time why should we also not not ensure that we protect our elections that is important okay and i said to you before and i said to you previously that there are three you know i i i do not i i didn't register to vote but there are but yet i have voter cards in three different states in this country that's a that's a problem so when you have people running around talking about how some people are making it difficult for others to vote and it is based on on certain discriminatory practices but we also have to consider what happened in the last election and that some of the and these people have a point yes so uh, so that's what we're about we're about we're about looking we are about looking at the evidence we're about looking at the story we are not looking at it only from one side we're looking at it from all angles and that is why we are at a, a very unique position here at the neoliberal corporation and the neoliberal round to provide you with news that is is fair news that is balanced yes news that is well researched and not just providing news but news come information that you will need to get to the next level and to get ahead in society thank you for listening to the neoliberal round podcast have a great day and take care The Neoliberal Round, coming to you from the Neoliberal Corporation. I am Ronaldo McKenzie, your host and producer. The Neoliberal Corporation, serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. And you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. Thank you for joining us. And next time... We will carry for you a breaking story. See you at the other end of this show. What good?
Neoliberal Round is brought to you by our partners, Alaska Airlines Frequent Flyer Program, Real Estate Wealth Builder, Advanced Property Analysis, Hilton Honors Reward, Southwest Airlines Rewards, IHG Reward Club, Qatar Airways Privilege Club, Clubs and Sticks, and Belkin, USA.